First news with Keeler in the morning on WIBX and WIBX950.com. We debuted a new show on uh, WIBX. Uh, a legendary move here from a uh, from a legendary host, the guy who everybody believes, um, and I think it's a fair credit, uh, saved AM radio, Rush Limbaugh, of course, passing away. And for the longest time, we've been searching for the show to replace the Rush Limbaugh program on WIBX, and officially, it went into play yesterday. Yes, we debuted yesterday. Fox across to, f- across t- a Fox <laughs> across America with Jimmy Fallon, and uh, it was a good show. He's pretty f- obviously he's a comedian. He's funny, uh, but it was a good show, yeah. and we were happy with it yesterday. I don't think we got one complaint. At least they're keeping them from me if we got them. Well, that's not a uh, – Jimmy, it's the same thing they said to me when uh, when I started here. It's like I, we really didn't get any significant complaints. Yeah, a few sponsors pulled out and, you know, everything else was – I mean, you're still – we're going to have you come back tomorrow. Jimmy, we had no sponsor cancellations and uh, no phone call complaints. Oh, you're better or off. Or email complaints. Far better off than my debut here, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Your, your your listeners are a lot kinder than the voices in my head. Um, <laughs> so, you know what I think I did yes. uh, really quick? You know how I lowered the bar? And this is why you didn't get any complaints, because I'm up front with people. I always tell them, like, my superpower is that I don't really have one. I'm just kind of a regular guy. You know, Rush Limbaugh obviously likes to tell everyone he had talent on loan from God. I believe he did. Uh, in comparison, I don't have talent on loan from God. But as I was saying yesterday, I'm a former New York City cab driver, and I do know a guy named Jesus who sells stolen flat screen TVs in the Bronx. <laughs> That's what I bring to the table. Well, and having that knowledge and that influence from Jesus uh, can really inspire one. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> You'd be amazed what a cheap tax free 60 inch TV can do for people. You're right. Make a good point. Uh, so listen, um, you know this is uh, this is a big it's a big step, and you're filling big shoes. Uh, but you've been doing this for a while. Yeah, I, to be clear, I've been with Fox News for about five years, and I was filling in as a guest host on the radio, and it kind of started to go well. Like, it picked up a lot of steam, because basically, my show's kind of inspiring, because if you listen to it for three hours a day as a listener, you leave feeling like you, too, could have a nationally syndicated talk show. (laughs) (laughs) I'm empowering people. They're like, wow, you could train an ape to host one of these things. I'm pretty confident. And uh, that's the thing. But yeah, I don't, uh, it's weird, but... I don't actually feel any pressure because obviously Rush is the greatest guy to ever do it. If you thought about that, you wouldn't even open up the microphone right. you know, and follow in his footsteps. What I realized a long time ago as a cab driver is that radio is really like a buddy cop movie. You know, One day you get in the car and you turn on the radio and you hear a new partner's voice coming out of the speakers. And essentially you've just got to figure out if you can ride along with this guy and fight crime. Yeah, so yeah. You know, my whole hook is I'm just trying to be a good partner in the car or wherever you listen. I mean, if you're listening to my show... You're probably in a prison rec yard, but the point is, I want to be good company. Yeah, I think that uh, there is a uh, there is an emotional connection in every case of any popular uh, radio host. There has to be that emotional connection. Yeah, no. If, if not, you know they don't they don't stick around. Them. Right, you have no loyalty. Without that, there's zero loyalties. So. Think about Dave, yeah. David Lee Roth replaced Howard Stern at one point for about an hour and fifteen minutes. Boy, and yeah, yeah as much. As much as they love the music, they love Jump, which, by the way, the song Jump came out the same year Dr. Fauci got into his position in government. Did you realize that? <laughs> Fauci has been in government since Jump came out. Wow. Van Halen has had three lead singers since then. We've had one Fauci. 
Where's our Sammy Hagar? <laughs> That's a very good point. Yeah, I, uh, that uh, that does date back quite a quite a ways. There's no doubt about it. Um, and and the other part of it is that as a stand-up comic, um, you especially early on in your career, you're oftentimes walking on uh, after somebody who just killed, and 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 you know in a good way, right? And and you yeah, got to go out there and win that audience over. The, the whole thing is about you have to, as they say, you own your space. You've got to create, like, an atmosphere that's, like, uniquely your vibe, uniquely your energy, and distill it in a way that people did. So yeah, I do have a little bit of a background in that. Two things make me kind of qualified to perform in adverse conditions. One is obviously stand-up, but two is when I first started in New York City, when Giuliani had rezoned the whole city to clean up Times Square, yeah. he created, in order for um, adult, <laughs> adult gentlemen's clubs to stay in business, they had to get a cabaret license that was 50-50. And what it meant was all of the strip clubs needed to have some other type of performing art space in order to be licensed to sell liquor. So what every strip club in the city did was they started putting on stand-up comics. Mm. All they needed was a microphone and a guy with no self-esteem. Right. Those are everywhere. So I, I started off performing in adult clubs in New York City where I was on one stage and there was a gal, you know, dancing on the other side of the club. And as you'd imagine, you don't get a lot of attention as a comedian in that yeah, scenario. Yeah. But you know you're getting good when people stopped looking at the women and started looking at your way. And I, a, I got there. That's a great indicator. That? Yeah, that's big. I, I guess I never knew where that came from. I, I never knew why the, those old-time strip clubs used to have comedians, and now I, I, now I understand why. I didn't realize it was a, a licensing thing. That's what I'm saying. And with all yeah. due respect, Rush Limbaugh is a lot easier to follow than Cinnabon. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Rush, I, I know Rush is great, but if he were here, we could have this discussion. I mean, yes. Cinnabon, she just had a different, different level of show going on. But, yeah, well, it's, it's an honor to be in Utica. I'm excited, man. All right. Well, listen. We're uh, we're glad to have you, and I think the the audience will uh, will love you. And at some point, we want to get you up here, and uh, we'll be doing that hopefully in the fall. Definitely. And let me just confirm that that big concert you guys are talking about that one is not me. It probably <laughs> is the Who. But I want you guys. Uh, the Who's a little older now. I saw them in Madison Square Garden two years ago. Yep. They were singing "Who Are You" to each other. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to tell this you, time. I have to say, I'm looking at the tours for both. Eagles are predominantly on the East Coast with two concerts at Madison Square Garden in August, and the entire released schedule for the Who right now is West Coast. So, uh, okay, well, looking like the Eagles, looking like Hotel Utica, could be, could be. <laughs> and Jimmy, I just want to ask you what there. It's funny we had somebody say with everything going on in the world right now, in America and around the world, our top two stories are about a transgender weightlifter. And an NFL player who decided to come out as uh, as gay. Um, yeah. Interesting, right? It's it's interesting what how we find we we follow the little shiny things as a country. Oh, there's no there's no question it, that we don't have any ability to scale what's important. And I think a better example of that is like two weeks ago, we basically found out that ET was based on a true story. Like, aliens are real. And it didn't even, like, make the news for, like, three straight days. Right. Nobody phoned home. They just kept staring at their phones, and we kind of <laughs> moved on. I believe the aliens right now are hovering Earth trying to buy Twitter followers so somebody will pay attention to them. But you're right. You, you may be right. Taking our eye off the ball. It is, uh, yeah. I mean, it's really, it's just crazy. So, uh, again, you're on uh, noon till 3 every day on, uh, on WIBX in that legendary time slot. 
So uh, we loved yesterday, and we look forward to today. Oh, I'm believe me, I'm eating the good Tide Pods for this one. I'll okay. be ready. Thank you. Right. Thank you, Jimmy. We appreciate it. Jimmy okay. Fallon. Bye-bye. Uh, noon till 3 after the noon news on WIBX. Did you hear uh, his little shout-out to you at the start? I didn't hear that. No, I should have I should have queued it up and played it. Yeah, he uh, he thanked me, and then he talked about you and the comedy club. Oh, I did not hear that. I said, didn't hear the beginning. Said all kinds of nice things about the uh, Fat Cats and you. and That is awesome. That was very cool. Uh, okay, really cool.